Rabbi Sai, a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Devarim, the new Sefer, the last Sefer of the Torah, and Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Chazayim, where we're holding in the middle of the nine days, the days of mourning, and we read the Navi Yeshaya, his Chazayim Yeshayo Ben Amotz, this Shabbos, <coughs> And uh, this week, uh, before I start any part, say anything about this week, just the truth is that I'm a little bit behind in the recording of this particular podcast, Erev Shabbos. This morning I had to go to the hospital to be Mavaka Chayla, my brother-in-law, by Jeff Wogelanter, who fell last night on the coastal, taking his kehila. He tripped and he fell and he thought that he might have broken his knee, and Baruch Hashem, his knee is not broken. He should have Rafur Shalem Amir Hashem. So I was spending time with him in the hospital this morning, making sure that he's all right. Hashem is Baruch. He should have a Gantz Rafur, and hopefully leaving it home for Shabbos. So uh, this put me off a little bit in the time frame, but I hope that we'll get it out, and everyone will make me. So let's just talk a little bit about, you know, this week, uh, we had, had a schus, to a few schusim. Number one is had a schus to go into our Marad Asra, the great guy in the Paisegador of Moshe Sternbach Shlita, together with one of our great Talmudim, Rabbi Yanki Skatchelis, and his Kailo. And I was able to to, to, to speak to Rav Moshe and uh, to speak about the godless of having a Talmud. That's a Yatzel Hara, as the Gemara says, Chazal say, Elif Nichnasim. The a big schus to have such a Talmud as a Paisik and a Bechabra of Svarim. And he came and he brought his Kailo there, and Rav Moshe was very much uh, was admired and gave a bracha that the Kailo should be Matzliach. We want to give the same bracha, Mirz Hashem. And together with Rabbi Yamin Kirshner, a wonderful Talmud who's become again uh, very, very close to the family and goes in very often. And he was there, I think, two other times this week together with Don Segel and Rabasha Arieli. Binyamin should continue his Gavaldik Avoida of being Mishamish, the great Talmud Chacham of the generation. And also this week, the Yeshiva, Ateris Yaakov, together with my son Rav Dobe, the Rosh Yeshiva, and myself, we had a great Siyum, all the Rabbeim and all the Talmudim of the end of this man. We make it Erev Rosh Chedesh of. And it's a little bit shorter than the Ner Yaakov Grand Seams. Uh, here the boys are able to finish off uh, within two hours all the Talmudim to have a Suda. Some Bachram made Siyumim. One Bachram made a Siyumim on Masech Tixubis, which he learned Bein Asdarim. And uh, we're very, very proud of his accomplishments. And everyone spoke about the Hakar Satov to the Yeshiva and what the Yeshiva had done for them. And it really was a great, great, um, it was a great Maimit. There was a little surprise at the end, and I'm sharing the surprise together with the Oilem as well, that my son asked his Abba, that's myself, to speak, because he said that there's a little change just for the coming year in my plans and my uh, daily activities, Mirza Shem, and I explained it this coming year. I've taken a little bit of sabbatical from the going out in the morning to Ateris Yaakov. I will continue to give in there, and I will be continue to be the Nasi and be and be involved, but for this coming year, I have accepted a position in a local yeshiva here in Harnov, which is called Machon Shlomo, which yeshiva you might have heard in the past, I have a relationship with, 
and uh, the Rebetzin was the cook, and we've had many, many Talmidim over, and I've had the opportunity to learn with many of them privately, and they've asked me, Rabbi Beryl Gershenfeld and uh, Rabbi Pimchas Orbach, to join the staff and to be a, a Rebbe in the morning to teach the second-year Talmidim Gemara skills and to be a Rebbe for them in Ashkafa as much as I can. So that's something which I'm going to accept upon myself, and I hope that I'll have Siyat Shmaya. And I daven, and hope everyone will daven for me that we should have siyat to to be able to be magadol. These wonderful, wonderful Bali tshuva who really come from backgrounds where they really have no uh, religious background at all, and now it's really the first time that they're getting into learning. So we hope that we'll be matzliach with them. So this week also, we know that the, it's the week of, of the nine days. So we're going to speak about three topics. We're going to speak about... The parsha we're going to speak about. Um, we're going to speak about uh, inyanim of the nine days and Tishabav specifically, and we're going to be speaking about the inyan of Shabbos Chazon. So before I start, I was you know thinking about which direction we're going to go, but we're going to start off with a gavaldika vort and a gavaldika ma'isa, which I saw in this week's paper in the Yated Neman, and it has to be it happens to be that I have a personal relationship with the person that the story is about. But I'm going to start out really with the beginning of the Chazal. Um, <coughs> no, we'll start out with the story. The story's like this. There was, a, there was a, one of the first Bali Tshuva here in Eretz Yisrael, who I had a personal relationship together with my wife. His name was Rabbi Ika Yisraeli. You might not have heard of him. Rabbi Ika Yisraeli was one of the top uh, artists in the country. He was not religious. He grew up is a completely, completely secular Jew. And he became a famous, even world-famous uh, painter. And he was from the first Baal Tshuva to bec- become Baal Tshuva in the Israeli slang of things. He was friendly with Rabbi Uri Zohar and other great actors and other people became... But he was really the first one. He was like the, the Nachshim Ben Aminodav that led the way. And he became close to Rabbi Zilberstein. Rabbi Zilberstein from the famous Zilberstein, Zil, Zilberman, excuse me, Zilberstein, Reb Zilberman from Mashari Chesed, and I used to go to Shiurim by Reb Zilberman because we had a relationship with Reb Ika. And he lived in Tel Aviv, and he lived like in an artist colony area, and he had a, a, an apartment there, and he was pretty famous. People used to come to him from all over. That was the beginning of the people getting together and discussing really, you know, what really life is all about. His, one of his rebbies, and the main rebbe was a person by the name of Mordechai Frank, Shlita, still alive. He was one of the first Makarvim of Bali Chuvas from the Israeli scene. And one day he came to visit Ika in his apartment. When he came in, he knew that the apartment was like, you know, an artist apartment. Can you imagine artist apartment? It's not exactly completely, completely put together. But when he came in, he couldn't get over it. He just saw such a complete Baligan. The whole place was just dirty and he saw piles and piles of dirt and piles and piles of of, of uh, what's called um, garinim, sunflower seeds. I don't know if you know the Israeli, uh, the Israeli minig of eating sunflower seeds. So just piles and piles and, and, and overturned plastic cups of coffee and apricot pits. And next to it was just big black piles of dirt, like dried out dirt. It was all piled up, piled up next to a window. And he just looked, he was like astounded. So like he, like he turned to Ika says, he says, I'm going to take a broom. I'm going to sweep this up. And, and, and Ika said, no, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. 
And he said, it's not right. This place is mommy. He didn't say the words, but you know, we can use the words you could say about such a place. It's like a bazillion. It's just like, he says, no, don't touch anything. Leave everything the way it is. And then after Frank said, I'm going to go get a broom. He says, he said, come, come, come into the next room. Comes into the next room. And this is like, the place is all put together. Everything is masutter. Everything is clean. Everything's nice. And then he sees on top of the wall, a big, tremendous canvas. And this canvas was a painting that Ica was painting. And the title of the painting was The Messy Professor. And it was, he had built a whole edifice, and that was happening in the other room, of messiness. And he himself put it all together, and now he was putting it down on the canvas. He was making a picture of it. And when he saw it, he said, wow, it's like so real. Your mamas can see exactly what, like every single individual point. And he, now he understood truly what Rabbi Ica what Rab- said, I haven't yet finished the painting. I know a little bit what painting is because I have my rabbits and she's, she's a big painter and it takes her time till she finishes a painting. And a painter is called a tsayar or a uman, uman in Hebrew. And this Reb Mordechai Frank said, I now understand Pshat Gemara. With this messy professor painting, you can understand because what really the message was is that, you know, you don't truly understand things when you just see a painting. You really have to know truly what it's all about. You have to know the story behind it. So listen to this Gemara. There's Gemara in Tainus, Davchaf. The Gemara speaks about Rebbe Lezer, the son of Rebbe Shimon Bar-Yochai. Famous Rebbe Lezer. And one time he was leaving the house of Rebbe in a place called Migdal Gdor. And he was riding on a donkey. And he was going on the side of the, of the, of the river. And he was very happy because he had learned Torah. And he was so joyous, and he was, ah, he was just in the higher heavens. You can imagine, he was mamish in the Olamas al And all of a sudden, there was a man that came across who looked so ugly. He's mechur b'yayisa, the Gemara says. And this ugly person turned to him. And before you go any further, Rashi and Tais both point out that this ugly person was really a disguise. It was really a Yohanavi, again, a hidden personality. And he said, Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi, Rabbi, how you doing? So... <laughs> Rebbe Elazar was looked at this person and it was a little bit, you know, to him it was a little bit like, you know, this ugly person is like calling him Shalom Aleichem Rebbe, like he's a pals with him. So he didn't return the Shalom to him. And he said, you empty one, how, how ugly you are. You know, are all the people from your city as ugly as you are? So the Yid turned to him, or Leon Navi turned to him, this Ishmachur turned to him and he said, Listen, I don't know if everybody's ugly in the city that I come from, but you should go to the Uman, you should go to the artisan that made me, and you should tell him that he made a very, very ugly vessel. And when the Belazer heard this, all of a sudden it went into his heart, wow, how much he embarrassed that person. And he quickly got out off the donkey, and he, he went after him, and he, he prostrated himself under the ground, and he was nishtateach lefonov, and he asked mechila for him, the Gemara goes on to say over the whole story that he didn't give Mechila until he followed after him and they entered into the town. And when he entered into the town, all the people of the town came out to greet Rebbe And when they came out, they, you know, they, you know, they started asking this person, like, what happened and everything else. And he told them what happened. And then he said, this is your Rebbe. This is who you bow down to. And they asked Mechila. And the end of the day, he gave Mechila to Rebbe There's so many questions on this. 
first of all, why did Leon Novi want to appear to Belazar in, in in the form of a of a of a Ishmachur? Number two is why did the lashon that was used that he said Lech Leuman go to the artisan that sent me? Why didn't say go to the former Yitzer? The Rebbeinu was called the Yitzer, the Bayre, the Bayre go to the to the creator. So the answer is is that he wanted to use the word which denotes a painting. Because what he was trying to tell us is, is that he was trying to show this, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar, you're, you're on a very high madrega. You're sitting and learning Torah. You're surrounded. You're in the house of Rebbe. A lot of times people that have the opportunity, you know, they grow up in a from home and they grow up in a religious environment. If, they, if it's done correctly and it's done properly, all of a sudden they can go to great heights and they can become great and then they meet up a person, and this is the way the Mepharshim say, he didn't necessarily look at the person only on his physical uh, ugliness. He looked at the midas ro'is. He saw a person that was like flippant, a person that like treated a, a Talmud Chacham like a person that's just a regular guy. And therefore he said, you have such midas ro'is. It could be the midas ro'is come about because you come from a place where you're affected by the Midas Rose that come about, your whole town must be filled with Midas Rose. And the answer that was given to him is that no. The answer is, is that don't look at the cover. Always look at the panemius that's going on. A lot of times we see people and we judge them and we're judgmental and we take a look at them and we just see what we see. And we don't understand really what's going on in the panemius. My Rebison just told me at Maisa that she went to a, a certain event that took place of a chalabek, and there were girls there that didn't come from necessarily what we were considered, you know, Shaymer Torah Mitzvah's home, but they came to the chalabek, and they were celebrating a girl's 30-year-old birthday party, and they, there was crying, and there was tefillahs, and there were brachas and bakoshas. We can't look only at the outer. We have to look at the inner we have to judge every person according to who they are, to see the complete, complete picture. I think there's such a great message when we speak about where we're going through in these days. The Pasuk says in Shir Hashirim, Don't look at the fact that I'm black, Chal Yisrael says to the Rebbe I was we, 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 we got caught up with the, with the, with the Goyim. We got caught up with the Umas HaOlam. We're in Golas. You have to see the panemius that's in a person, see the gold and the silver that's in every single Jew. The, this message was a message from, we see the whole picture, okay? And to understand that every single person has such toichen, and we have to look for it. We have to see exactly really what's going on with, with inside a person, especially in these days, Rabbi Isai, on the nine days, Churban Beis Hamikdash, Sinas Chinam. What's the getter of Sinas Chinam? The getter of Sinas Chinam was that story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa that the whole Yushalayim was destroyed because there was a person, Bar Kamsa, and the Baal Suda didn't want him at the Suda, and he sent him out, and he didn't realize what kind of bushi he was, give, he was giving to Bar Kamsa. And then Bar Kamsa said, the Chachamim are there, and the Chachamim don't understand my bushi. If someone would just stand up and would just say, I, I feel bad for you. Just, you know, I, I, you know, I saw a word from Revolbi. When you say, just to realize every single person has his level of what we have to give. This is really what the Churban Habayah started about because people only looked at the outer, they didn't look at the inner. And if we will look at the, at the inner, 
we'll try our best to get close to people and to see what they're truly all about, to see the beauty that's in every single yid. Then we'll be zaychut to the bayish shlishi. I know this story was a little bit like, you know, not necessarily in the parsha, but we're going to tie it into the parsha in such a beautiful, beautiful way. The parsha's sefer devarim, everyone says, is like a separate sefer. Number one is, it doesn't have the vav hachibur. All the other, all the other um, svarim, there's always a vav hachibur. And um, over here it's separate. So it's, they bring down from the Maral, or they say, excuse me, they bring down from the Vilna Gain, that the Gain says, because all the previous parishes, the Rabbanishim told Moshe Rabbeinu, but it was Bibchinas that the Shechina was Medaberis Mitoch Grainai. Moshe Rabbeinu was so in touch with the Rabbanishim that everything that he was writing and everything they were saying was completely, completely as if. Rabbanishim was saying it in the voice of Moshe, in the throat of Moshe. But Sefer Devarim is separate. It's called Mishnah Torah. And it's really got to do with a lot with Tochach and everything else, which we will discuss in a minute. But it's the Bechina of the Navi Moshe, to a certain extent, being separate from the Rabbanishim, which doesn't mean necessarily it's completely separate, but it's a step away. That's why there's no Vav Achibur. I just want to mention, even though there's no Vav Achibur, I saw my brother Yechiel, Rabbi Yechiel Lif, from Brooklyn, New York, sent me a Gavaldik, Gavaldik of Art, Bashem Mandel. And I want to say it over in his name, in my brother's name, and in the name of, of, uh, of Revice Mandel. The um, Revice Mandel said a Gavaldik of Art. He said that if you take a look in the beginning of the parsha, there's a base. The first time it says the letter base in Ela Hadvarim, I guess it's the base of Hadvarim. If you'll count from there, Revice Mandel was known to know all of the secrets of the Torah. Count 613 letters from the base. In the word, you'll find the letter Resh. If you count from 613 letters in the letter Resh, you'll find the letter Chaf. 613 letters in the letter Chaf, you get to the letter Hey. It spells out Bracha. And the Torah is teaching us, you want to know what Bracha is? You want to know how you're going to get the Bracha within the Golas, within the format of what we'll soon see the Torah is? If you'll keep the Torah in the mitzvahs, that's going to be the Bracha. This, I think, fits in very, very well with the famous Vilna Gain. The guy says, in, he says it on really Sefer Tavarim, but it's brought down in different places. But the, he brings down that the Medrash says in the beginning of Sefer Bereshis, V'yomer l'kim hi'ar, Reb Yitzchak pasach psach dvarecha yo'ir. Open your words with light. So the Vilna Gain says in Adar Salio, if you take a look at all five chamisha chumshi Torah, the Torah always begins with some element which relates to the Menorah. To the light, to the menorah. The first pasuk in Sefer Bereishis has seven tevis, and that's connected the seven kenei menorah, the kanim of the menorah, the different candelabras of the menorah. The second, the second sefer is ve'elishmais, as he said, the vavachibur has eleven tevis. That's connected the eleven buttons kafteirim vayikra almosh again vavachibur. It says test tevis nine tevis. Connected the nine prochen, the nine flowers. It's got 17 words. I said 17 tevas, and not letters. All of these are words. And with the koilul, it's yudches, it's 18. That's connected the yudches tvachim. The menorah was 18 tvachim high. And Eila Dvarim has 22 osias. That's connected the 22 gevim, the 22 uh, cups that were on the menorah as well. So, the, so they bring down 
That's Pshat. Psach Tevarecha Yoyer. It's a remez that the Torah always begins with something which is light, something which gives light. Even Sefer Dvarim is also about giving light. And the truth is, when I, I've said this over in the past, that if you take a look at, at the parsha, the remez we saw, Bracha, that's a Gavaldika parsha. But if you take a look at this parsha, Eilah HaDvarim, Dvarim is Dvarim to Divrei Tochachas, and each each pasig is speaking about a different aspect where clients will sin. So that's not really necessarily the uh, Varecha Ye'iru. It's really something which is, it sounds to me like, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu is sticking to Klai Yisrael, saying that you're bad. So there's two elements over here. Number one is that we know that Rashi says that even though he was Mechich them, but he was Mechich them Beremes. All of the different um, places which are discussed, he doesn't say exactly what happened. He just meramez to the Indian because he wanted Klaisel to have covered. He didn't want to step under covered. And Rashi says in a few places that he was very, very careful about the not to do Torchacha, uh, which was, he didn't do Samach Lamisa. He didn't do it um, uh, he, he did it only at the end of, the, uh, of his lifetime, right? The kids are, this is teaching us the art of how we give Musr. How do we give Musr? How should one give Musr to another person? Do it with honor. Recognize that Klai Yisrael is really, uh, there are reasons why Klai Yisrael sinned, but not to necessarily to diss them completely. And uh, I, know, I always say over that Rav Shimshim Pinkas Atzal, Says if you take a look at the different places, it says Bamidbar, Barava, Molsuf, Ben Paran, Ben Tafel, Ben Tafel of Vidi Zahav. And Rashi points out, listen to this, Bamidbar. They were they were they they sinned in the midbar. They said, Oh, aren't there any des aren't there any kvarim in Mitzrayim? Like why are you taking us out to the midbar? So Lakhaira was giving Musr. Oh, but he's being Miramas to them, you were in the midbar. The Midbar, Yilech Tech Acher the Midbar, Klai was willing to go out against all odds to go out into the Midbar. He was showing them, you're really honorable people. You went out, you went, you went out, yes, there is a Chet over here, but I'm not saying it outright, but you went out into a place where there's Tziv some of us, so hard to live in the Midbar, and you were willing to go out and to trust in me. Ba'arava, that was the Chet of the Baal Pa'or. Where is that? Ba'arva's Mayov. Ba'arava, Ba'arva's Mayov. Why does it say the place and uh, and the name Barbas Mayov is trying to teach us, yes, who caused Klai Yisrael to sin in the Balpar? It wasn't Bipar, it was Barava, it was Arvas Mayov. The fact that Klai Yisrael uh, integrated with the Moavites and the Moavites wanted to get them to do their Avodah that's what happened. It was not necessarily ingrained in the Klai Yisrael. It was the effect that the enemies had upon them. Mulsuf, they got to the Yamsuf, and again they said, oh, there are no Kfarim in Mitzrayim. They wanted to turn around. But where was it? It was Mulsuf. They were in a Makam Sakana. They were in a place where you can't judge a person when he's in a Makam Sakana. The Egyptians are coming from one side. The, the sea is raging on the other side. Bain Paran, in the Midbar Paran, when they sent out the Miraglim, why does it mention Lashon Paran. So Chazal say Paran is Lashon Paru Veravu, that they had many, many children. So the truth is, the reason why 
Klai sin, there was an element that they were so nervous about the fact that they have to keep the Derech HaTeva when they're getting into Eretz Yisrael, and therefore their children would be, if they wouldn't be up to the Madrega, they would end up dying. So therefore what caused them to see things which were improper and to listen to the Meraglim was also a cause because Beng Paran. It was Paravarovu. They had things in their heads. Beng Teufel Velovin is talking about the Mun. And they were complaining about the Mun. They said, oh, yeah, we're going to be stuck. We can't get this out of ourselves. It doesn't, it doesn't remove. It gets into a person. The answer is, again, the same thing. They re- realized that they were in a Darga of a, of a Malach. And they were afraid that maybe they would fall from being the Darga of a Malach. Beng Teufel Velovin. So the Teufel Velovin is also teaching us that Kleisel had an element of looking at the good of Klai Yisrael. As the Chazal tell us, it was because of the Zov and the Kesef that they got by the Yamsuf, that caused them to do the Ego. So again, it wasn't necessarily something which was ingrained inside of them. Now I had Rabbeim that gave Musr, and the Lashon of the Musr was, It's not Lefi, you're covered. Ah, they said, you know, you're such a Mechubedika person. If we would give Musr Bederich Ramez, we would give Musr differently than we, we normally would do, not to give it with all the barrels, but to say, to take a look at the whole picture of the person. I know I had certain Talmidim, which I had to call them out sometimes on certain things, but I always tried to, to look at the Ta'elis, and, and I know the Tachlis, and I have Talmidim and, that have come to me, even Talmidim who ended up leaving the yeshiva for whatever happened, whatever reasons, but they have a Satov because they said, Rebbe, you were the one that called us out on it. But you did it in a way to have covered. Ah, Rabbi say, if we'll, we'll, this is the way we should go into Sefer Dvarim, and we should go into Chazayin Yeshayol. We should see the big picture. Chazayin is seeing the big picture, like we said the story before. We're so far removed from Churban Habayis. But if we'll recognize that we are, we are removed from Churban Habayis, that in itself is the biggest Kiruv. There was a Yid who lived in Yushalayim. I happened to have a relationship with him. He was the Rav Rashi of Yushalayim. And I saw a Gavaldik that he um, was asked certain shilas that were going to get to the Kfarim and the excavations that were going on to Kotel at, the, at that point when he was the Rav of Yushalayim. And he had to go and he had to um, see the excavations that were going on. And at that time, it was the first time that they were digging out the large, large stones that were there from the times of the Churban Abayis 1900 years ago. And literally, they showed him the stones that still had been blackened from the, from the fires that had brought down, had brought down the Beis Hamikdash. And when he saw this, he literally sat down on the stone floors, and he started crying, and he started saying over, he started saying over, Eli, Eli, Tzion, Vareha, the Sreifa of the base Migdash was so palatable to him, and he said, I can't go on. He, he, there's something that was just within him that he, he just said, I can't go on, I can't see anymore. It just was too powerful for him to see. This was a person that really was in touch with Binyan Beis Migdash. Now, we are, we are Rachak, and and we don't necessarily have that ability, but if we cry a little bit and we have, we we work on perf- making ourselves a little bit better in our spiritual levels, and we see the goodness in every single yid, then that will be a help, a, a help 
for us to be connected to Churban Abayas. The Shalach Kodesh says that if, if Tisha falls out on Shabbos, so the halacha is we're matchit and we do Tisha on Sunday. And he says, why? Because if it would be on Shabbos and we'll be crying on Shabbos, so crying, it says, call him Yushalayim, when a person cries, that in itself is the binyan. So he says, Alam He says, if you're going to be crying, that's binyan. And binyan is also to do on Shabbos. So therefore, we can't be burning at the base of Mignosh on Shabbos because it's an Abmalacha. Ah, I saw brought down, I said it over in previous years, that we the, the, the Shulchan Aruch brings down, the Ramah brings down, that a person should, should hide the sakin that he uses to cut the bread. On weekdays, you should hide it and you shouldn't keep it on the shulchan. Why? Because once there was a person that was benching and he said, and he started thinking and he picked up the, the, the knife and he, and, he, and he committed suicide. Crazy story. So first of all, they say that they asked because one person did it so many years ago, we have to worry about every single person. So he said, the problem is is that we don't realize that first of all, for one person, you have to save even one person. And number two is, they were in touch completely, completely with the Churban Abayas. And we are not in touch, but that's what we have to try to remember. That halacha will remind us that we have to get ourselves more in touch with the fact that the base of English was destroyed. I said over that, uh, the Mishnah Bur brings down that you're not allowed to sing uh, shir, 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 you're not allowed to sing shirs. In the nine days, for sure not. But he says that if it's for a chasin and a kala, you're allowed to sing. And what's together? Together is, when we're singing, and this churban abayas, then you're allowed to sing. But when you're building a house, and it says, when you're building one of the destroyed buildings of Yushalayim, binyan, you're allowed to sing for. Rabbi said, we have to work on binyan. How do we work on binyan? More kedusha. Uh, more thinking about the big picture, more thinking about how we're going to create a world which is going to be a place where we give Musa to Chacha with uh, looking at the picture, looking at the panemius of a person and recognizing how every Yid has a pintle Yitim. Ah, Menachem Av, Rabbi Zay, Menachem Av, the Nachama is from Av. Av is a Lashon of an Av. Av is a person who builds what does he build? He builds banim. He builds banos. That's an Indian of, of building. Rabbi said, we have to work on the building. And this is what we have to see in these days of where there's a lot of chayshech. There's, uh, there's, there's uh, Afghanis. There, there's, there is fracturing of the people. But we have to look for the or. We have to look at the psach psichi yoyer. We have to see the avanim, which are the billion of the binion of the of the bias, to see the korban and to see the or. So if we'll do this, we'll 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 be connected to what the gedolim they sat on the floor and they cried. Rabbi Sai will give Musa the way we're supposed to. We'll be Hashem that this parish of Eilat Dvarim will give us the chazayin to be able to see Mirz Hashem the nechama. We should be able to be zoichet to have. This Tishabov, not to sit on the floor, but to be able to eat from the Zvachim and the Psachim. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. 
Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.